This episode is sponsored by Realtor.com, who wants you to take advantage of your free profile on Realtor.com by claiming and completing your free profile, adding a photo, and all of the information that puts you head and shoulders above the competition. You're on your way to receiving free leads, helping search engines find you, and staying top of mind with past clients. To learn more about claiming your free profile, go to Realtor.com forward slash profile. Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Real View Podcast. I am your host, Allison. Joining us today is our very special guest, Amanda Zalicki. She is the CEO and co-founder of the leading real estate preservation company, House Novel, as well as the founder of business development consulting firm, AZ Strategy Partners. She was a marketing leader in the commercial real estate industry and was a mediator for the Attorney's General Office of Minnesota. And that is quite the interesting and extensive background, Amanda. Welcome onto the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much, Allison. I'm pumped to be here today. Yeah, and we're going to dive into um, what Amanda does, kind of her business, her company that she founded, the work that they do. I'm really excited, and we were just chatting before we started recording because a lot of the work she does is around home preservation, the history of older houses, making sure all of that stays intact. And I am a personal history bluff myself. I, I love old things. I love stories. I love just the idea of what the history means in a house and how we can preserve it for many, many years to come. I think there's so much that we can learn. And um, you're going to be here, Amanda, to kind of tell us all about that, which I'm super excited about. (laughs) But before we get started on today's topic, I have to ask our signature question that I ask all of the guests who join me on the podcast, which is since the show is called The Real View, I would like to know, what is the best view that you've ever seen? Oh, I'd probably have to say the San Jacinto Mountains in Palm Springs. That's actually where my husband proposed to me. So he proposed kind of overlooking the mountains and Palm Springs is my happy place. I definitely at some point in my life have to live there, obsessed with their mid-century homes and their views. And then you add, you know, my love in there. And it's just like the compound of all things that make my life complete. So, (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. That's funny you mentioned that. That's on my list of places that I need to go visit. I just hear wonderful things about it. (laughs) It's the best. It's like the most joyful place you can ever imagine. All of the vibrant colors in one palm tree sprouting through houses. I mean, life doesn't get better than that. No, that's for (laughs) sure. Especially living in Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah, in the cold. I know we're both kind of cold weather girls and it goes through the brutal brutal temperatures and weather and all that kind of stuff. So Palm Springs sounds much better (laughs) than our winters. (laughs) Um, Okay, so well, thank you for for playing along and for sharing a little bit about Palm Springs and and your love of that. But I want to hear a little bit about you your career journey, how you got started in real estate. I mentioned kind of some of the things that you've accomplished in your career, but tell us from the beginning, kind of what's your career journey been like and and how you got started with real estate and and some of the things that you've done. 
Yeah, I definitely fall under the unintended founder. If you asked me a few years ago what I'd be doing today, I would have never guessed. And that's what makes life so exciting. (laughs) So I definitely have a diverse background. I started from the University of Minnesota with a psychology major, business management minor. And then from there, I worked at the Minnesota Attorney General's office under Lori Swanson doing legal negotiations on behalf of consumer to business complaints. And then after that is when I started getting my feet in the water with commercial real estate. I started over at JLL, Jones Lang LaSalle, which is an international commercial real estate company that does amazing things. And I started an occupancy planning there. And then after that, I really wanted to get more into the marketing and communication side. So I eventually went over to the Minneapolis office for JLL, leading their real estate marketing team there. And then from there, went on to lead the marketing team at Collier's, which is also an international company. And I worked out of Minneapolis there too. So then once the pandemic happened and my husband and I read the four-hour work week when we had all that extra downtime and we were like, oh, I just want to get more creative. You know, we always love the big picture thinking of commercial real estate. That's actually where we met is in commercial real estate on the kickball team. Really oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And so we've always loved commercial real estate and the big tools that, you know, the kind of the technology around that, plus the sentimental aspect of residential real estate. So we always knew there was something there in real estate. And then if you can combine the best of both worlds, that's the dream for us. So we were over at his mom's house one day going through all her old photos and she was just beaming, telling all these stories, going through all these incredible photos that are old 1900s farmhouse that she had over in St. Paul, Minnesota. And she had lost that house to foreclosure during the 2008 national mortgage foreclosure crisis. And we were just like, there has to be a way to preserve all these amazing photos. I mean, usually all the best home information and memories and stories are with the people that lived there, their lived in experiences and all the people that it touched. And then they end up just in a storage box collecting dust and like the deep, dark basements that are never to be seen by the day of light. So we were like, we just want to come up with a way to digitally preserve these memories and make sure that they're remembered for generations to come. I mean, once you hear these great stories, then it's just kind of like, okay, then you carry on with life and you never hear about it again. So we also knew there was kind of that barrier with technology where the older generations have all this incredible history and memories, but maybe not like the capability of digitally preserving them or their social media accounts. And we wanted to bridge the gap for that and make it visible and have everyone who's lived in these homes, whether they lived in them or they're a neighbor or anything else that's attached to the home or just knows more about it or is really into home history, to be able to collaborate on that. Because these homes are some of the largest purchases that we make in our whole life. But yet we rarely know much information on them beyond the face value facts. So really trying to figure out and become mystery solvers on figuring out the big picture and the backstory of these homes. And we always like to joke that if Ancestry.com and Zillow had a baby, it would be house novel to really (laughs) combine the best of both worlds. So that's where the dream started. And our real mission is to be able to look at a house and say, what's the story of that house? And be able to have a platform that can solve it. 
I just think this is such a cool idea and it's so fantastic. And I may be a little personally biased here because I mentioned my love of of history and old homes and things like that. But I just think it, it is. It's so important to preserve those stories. And like you said, you know, so much is word of mouth. And even, you know, like back, you know, before the internet and things like that, things were written down. So we have all these letters, all these wonderful things, but like now everything just exists on our phones and on the internet. And it's like, what's going to happen? You know, like we have to do a better job of that. So you started the business, the house novel. Tell us about what that was like, what starting a company was like, especially, you know, as a woman, you know, I always love um, women CEOs and and co-founders. Tell me a little bit about that process and, and going through that. So you had this great idea to preserve this house history. And then what was it actually like starting your business? I would say the the biggest challenge was the mindset, right? So coming from a husband and wife team, both in commercial real estate, you get to know your kind of vertical line and you become really good at your set responsibilities that you've been trained to do. So to think outside the box and say, okay, we're two people that have never started a business before. We know it's a technology-forward company and being able to come up with a way that we can do this and learn every component of the business is the biggest challenge. You want to be the best. You want to be a perfectionist at everything you do. And doing something like this kind of makes you feel stupid every day, (laughs) which is a really good personal challenge because it's really getting beyond your perfectionism and being able to take those risks and saying, we really believe in the mission. We want to change the real estate industry. We feel we're the missing puzzle piece to the real estate market. And being able to just overcome your personal growth challenges and say, it's worth it to just be vulnerable and to dive in headfirst and just see what we can do. So I think starting this business, the best thing that we did was not overthink it. You just get down your mins, your minimum next steps and say, what do we need to do today to progress this forward and to see this vision come to life? And there was a lot of initial drafts. I mean, we went through so much planning just to come and bring it to life. And it's always really funny when you're first starting out and you have this big idea and you try to explain it to people (laughs) and you're all over the place because that's kind of what your mind is doing. You know, you're just like, okay, we could do this and we could do this and we could do this. And then just kind of bringing it back to the core mission is to share the full backstory So what steps can we do and how can we kind of bring back our focus to make headway? And so once we got kind of the initial idea, like how do we want to have this interactive timeline work? How can everyone collaborate together to share their stories on this timeline? We started working with a development firm in Los Angeles and they were a godsend. I mean, they're incredible. They're in the real estate market. They're called Square One Group and they've specifically worked with real estate agents in the past. So They know how to kind of navigate the real estate market when it comes to development and being able to help us think through that planning phase. And then we did a lot of heads down work. I mean, once we developed the infrastructure and we came up with a minimal viable product, then it was really about aggregating all of the information we could find from local historical societies, making sure everything is properly cited and just coming up with that baseline so that people could see how it works in real time and see how they can apply it to their life. So we went through and applied an algorithm that pulled a bunch of data, anything we could find. We launched just a little bit over a year ago. So we had been working on the development side for two and a half, three years. And then is when we launched and made it public and added that information in. So today we have over 20,000 records nationally. 
We started with our focus in the Twin Cities to make sure we could work out anything and see all the information we could pull in. And that has just been super exciting because people love to get on and be like, oh, I wonder if there's information on my house. Like, I wonder if something already is out there that exists on it. And whether it's an old newspaper clip from the 1800s or someone sharing a story about their father building the very house that they grew up in, you never know what you're going to find. And we've just come across so many incredible things throughout the journey that you wouldn't have even thought of, like architectural watercoloring renderings, the personal Christmas photos of people in a home in the 1970s, it just pulls at the heartstrings. And there's just like no limit to the amount of fun information you can find. Oh my, and that's what's so cool. And I was playing around on your website before I reached out to you. And then again, you know, as we were preparing um, to, to record this episode and I got lost in it. I mean, you could just spend so much time looking at the different houses and just the years and just this, the magical things that come along, you know, with something that's existed for so long is is so cool and, and so fun. I know I've enjoyed messing around on there too and, and finding <laughs> the, the cool things that people have submitted. You know, when we think of history, we think older homes, haunted houses, stuff like that. What are some of the types of, of those home history stories that you've ran into? Do any anything really stick out to you? A, a cool story or, or a house? I know you mentioned some of the stuff that people have uploaded, but what about some of the stories and some of the cool old houses that you've ran into? What has been some cool or stories that stick out in your eyes? There's one house I'm obsessed with in downtown St. Paul here. It's called the Four Paws. And talk about a home's life. I mean, this building. This home has experienced everything under the moon. It started as a private residence in the late 1800s. We have the full backstory on the person it was built for, the architect. He was in the dry goods service and he retired at the age of like 32 and him and his wife moved there. And then I guess there was like a scandal in the late 1800s and he had an affair with the maid that was working there. And then there's ghost haunting stories around it. It was converted into a multi-unit facility, and then it was converted into a commercial property for restaurants. It actually almost burned down, and then it was abandoned for a while. Someone came in and rescued it, and then it was the Four Paws restaurant for a while, and now it sits vacant today. We actually got to go through the vacant building as like a tour for one of the news articles that we did. And I also love abandoned properties. And my dream in this life would to see all amazing old homes that are abandoned to be revitalized and repurposed. And I think this shows so many of the uses that houses can have. I mean, there's so much more than just a building structure. They're a center of community. I mean, it was a restaurant in a local neighborhood that so many people ate at, or it's been in a family for generations and then sold. And we had like news clippings from when they had grand parties, auctions for their paintings, a chef ad, and just to go back in time and get a glimpse into the past and see all these people, the people that built them, lived there, and then like the staples that they served for the local community and the fact that it's still standing today despite its multiple abandoned sittings and almost burning down, it just talks about the resilience. And I think one of my favorite aspects of our website is I, I really do believe that when you go to some of the most enchanting places on earth, it's normally largely in part because of their historic buildings and the culture that surrounds them and how it makes that area so much more interesting and appealing and lively to visit. And so 
I think preserving these and having that is something so special and so rare to be able to stand the test of time like that. No, I think so too. It's so cool. And you're right. So much comes from those stories and the things that happen in these homes is what makes it so cool, you know, to be standing in a place where, like you said, a grand party happened or to stand in a place that, you know, this person lived and gave birth to their children and all the, all this stuff was happening. You're right. It's, it's just really, really cool. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, Visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. What do you think we can learn from sharing our home's history? I think there's so much to be learned. I think that there especially needs to be more of a personal component with homes. I think that as a market is booming and it's just kind of churning through properties and it's just your, your next place to live. I think a home should be so much more than that. And I think we can learn so much from older generations who had such strong ties to the home. As I kind of briefly mentioned earlier, one of the really fun stories that we saw come through was this guy that input a story about his dad building the home. And he had a picture of his parents and their dog in front of the home they had just built before he was even born. And in his stories, he's sharing what it was like to grow up in that neighborhood. You know, the people that were there, he had photos up until the day it was torn down by a new owner. And even if a house is a day old, 30 years from now, what's going to seem ordinary today is going to seem extraordinary tomorrow. And whether or not it's possible to revitalize the home or you need to reuse it or tear it down, I still think it's so important to recognize the home that served a purpose for so many years and all of the people's lives that it touched along the way. I think it's important not to erase that. Because a lot of the times in modern culture where you're just like tearing things down, I think one of the most treasured things that we always see is when there is an old photo that gives you that glimpse into the past, shows you what it was like, even what a typical day looked like, I think is something so special and hard to articulate in your everyday textbook. So if it's not kind of this monumental history component, a lot of that gets lost in translation but it's the everyday lives, lifestyle, homes, and families that it touched that really makes the biggest difference for generations. Yeah. I mean, that's what kind of we do as realtors, right? We're selling those memories. We're selling, you know, those special times that happen in these houses. And as you mentioned, not even the special times. It doesn't have to be grand party. It just has to be, you know, having a Sunday dinner, you know, family dinner. It's just those things that happen in a home that you might think is so regular and so basic, like really adds up to a story in someone's life and just the amount of memories. And, you know, you always hear if these walls could talk, like, which I think is so cool. You know, what would they say? And that's kind of what you guys are doing is help sharing that story of what these walls, when if they could talk what they would say, which I think is like so cool. Oh, yeah. Like even Elvis Presley's honeymoon house, like, you know, that still exists today. It's like, oh, my gosh, that house has been an Airbnb. It was a private residence and it was a 
a rental for Elvis Presley and his wife to come stay at. You know, it's such a good point where these houses have seen so much. And if we could just learn bits and pieces and bring it all together from everyone who it's touched, it really would shine the biggest light more than any other textbook or library could tell you. Yep, I think so. I think so too. How can we as realtors do a better job in in preserving some of this history and working with older homes? What role do you see realtors play in this and how can we help be a partner and advocate in, in sharing and preserving these historical stories and homes? I think you said it right when you said partner, because I think that a lot of these people that love old homes or home history... They specifically want an expert that they know is not just selling another house, but also really believes in these old homes and preserving their historic architecture and history. And so I think it's about connecting these home history experts with home history enthusiasts who all have the same mission and who can shed a light on a lot of the additional information that they may not be aware of or not know what to look for. So if you're a real estate expert and you know the area super well, the type of historic architecture, who built them, the types of things they could look for, help them learn more about the home's history. I think that's huge. I think that a lot of people can go on Google and learn more about a house, but the real estate expert, especially with knowing all of the old home trades, it's a special component that not everyone may know about. You know, you need to have, especially if you have a registered historic house, what kind of tools are you allowed to use? What kind of materials? And being able to shed a light on that. And I know in the Twin Cities here, we have a nonprofit called Rathos who offers an old home certified program for real estate agents to kind of show like, hey, we took the time to get the certificate to really learn as much as we possibly can, whether it's how to repair your old home windows and preserve them. Because in these old homes, I mean, they are built to last. So a lot of times you think like, oh, I just need to repair the windows or get replacements. But there's a lot of resources out there for people who want to preserve every component and keep them lasting for as long as possible. And that's really where we've created our platform is we offer kind of like a regional opportunity for real estate agents to select five zip codes where they're the most knowledgeable in. And then they can directly reach users who are in that area every single time they're looking for a home and need an expert specifically for hold homes in that area. That's so awesome. I mean, I think just the opportunity that that exists for realtors to really partner, you know, on this and it's our duty, right? As realtors to take care of the things that we're selling, take care of our products. I mean, I feel like it's just a part of what we should be doing every day, just as good realtors is looking out. How can we preserve this? How can we, like you said, take care of the home in the way that it needs to be taken care of? Older homes, you know, a lot goes into the maintenance and management of that. And we should be. I think I think it's our duty. And I think it's something, you know, that we could all just do a little bit about every day and, it, and it'll help and add up. I want to talk to you about the process. If you're a homeowner out there that's listening to this, or you have a client of someone you know that you've just helped move or sell into an older home, and they find something or they want to share this house's story, talk to us about that process and how you mentioned a little bit of how the website works and things like that. But what does that process look like? Yeah, so we try to make it as easy as possible. We've geocoded every address. So as long as there's a registered address, you can just go in and you search for it. 
And then everything will pop up on the right-hand side. Everything that already has history in the area will show up on the interface. And if we have history in the home, you can just click directly into the home's profile and it will auto-populate with all of the history we have on it so far. And if you have your own history to add on it, then you just go in and you can say, hey, I lived here or I'm a neighbor or I just love home history and I want to share something. And then you can add in as many entries as you want with up to 10 photos, or you can include stories, documents, information, your memories. And then with those attachments, you can just give a description of what it's entailing, a subject kind of indicating like, hey, family Christmas in 1971, check out that green shag carpet. (laughs) (laughs) And then check out this other family that we saw from the 1920s. And then you can cite where it's from. So whether it's from your own personal phone or you got it from a local historical society that you found, you include that information in there and it will show up in chronological order and you can just sift through the entire thing. And then also all of the photos are aggregated right at the top of the home profile. So if you just want to click through all of the old photos and then if there's something specific you want to look for, then you can click onto that photo to get the description. We also wanted it to be kind of this social collaboration. I know sometimes people are intimidated by, you know, history components. And we like to say that everyone is a historian, <laughs> and home history doesn't have to be intimidating. It could be something social and fun. So we kind of wanted that social media component of it where you can also share the home's history that you're interested in most and following or one that you've lived in previously with family and friends. And so everyone can kind of collaborate on that home profile that's been involved with it. Which is like really cool. And I just am like imagining, and I don't know if you've seen any of this, uh, new connections, new relationships that have come out of this to where they say, oh my gosh, this was, you know, my grandfather's house and now the new owner lives in it. Have you seen any of those connections being made through your business? Oh, so many times. And We offer this home history package where we help real estate agents with offering their clients or prospects at open houses with completed research home profiles about the home. So as people are kind of touring through the home, they can explore that full home's history and get connected to the home as they're seeing it. And the biggest thing we see at those open houses is so many people have previously lived there or lived close by. They're always like, oh my gosh, my best friend used to live in this house. Or I would always be up the hill and love it and go visit here and things like that. Or I've lived here and we actually had a playground in the back. And then they would all start talking about it. And we're like, this is the biggest thing that we're trying to capture. Because there's a million sources out there to capture the square footage, right? But there's not a way to capture all of these amazing stories that these people have had right in the backyard of the home. Dave and I are always like, we just need like a recorder and capture all these moments and digitize it, right? (laughs) I think that's the biggest connection that you see is so many people sharing their stories around that space and just trying to connect all the dots to see all the people that it's touched. That's so cool. Just the amount, I'm just imagining, you know, yeah, this person lived here, this person, well, this was my, you know, we used to come here and, you know, have sleepovers and do whatever. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah that's that's a lot of fun. Um, what has it been like working with your husband? How, how has that been? I know I hear, you know, good things working with partners, bad things. What has that been like? 
It's been awesome. You know, luckily we really like each other. We have a <laughs> two bedroom house and one of the rooms was converted into our office. So we're actually looking at each other every single day. <laughs> you wake up and you start working together and <laughs> it's a lot of togetherness time, but we have such a blast with home history. I mean, to do a home history business, you clearly both have to be obsessed with it and love talking about it. So it might be a different story if one of us is like, oh, not learning about home history again. But <laughs> we always joke that we're going to always have the worst work-life balance because even when we're done working for the day, it's also like our favorite hobby. You know, it's kind of like sifting through Zillow, but even more in depth where you just want to go down all these rabbit holes and see all the information people have added or looking up new stories that are coming through. So it's been super fun, but it definitely works because of the fact that we both could talk about home history all day. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. I'm going to join in your guys' home history club because I Please think... Please do. Join our <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's... It, like I said, I, I got lost for a while on the, on the website and I was like, okay, I need to get off here and move on to a different project. But I mean, I could have like... <laughs> kept going. It was it was so fascinating. And like I said, if you're a history buff or just care about anything that has to go into, you know, old homes and the preservation of that, I mean, just really, really cool and, and something I know that you all will enjoy as well. So what's next, Amanda? What do you envision, you know, in the future? I know this website, you know, is so new and you did it over COVID, which is also just amazing. <laughs> you didn't, yeah. doesn't seem like you sat on your pajamas and just binged Netflix like a lot of us did. <laughs> um, but what's next? Where do you see this going? I know you mentioned kind of like what your hopes and dreams are for it, but any other cool, exciting projects coming down? I think what's next is really expanding and scaling now. So we feel like we've gotten so much cool history locally, but we know that is just the tip of the iceberg. We really want to dig deep into all of the markets with a lot of home history. And so now that we've kind of sealed the deal here and know and feel confident about how we can proceed going forward, it's really continuing to make as many partnerships with real estate agents and anyone else passionate about the home history. Locally, we connected with a real estate agent named John Parker, who had thousands of original MLS listings, the paper ones from the 1970s, and uploading all of those. So I would say my biggest thing I'm looking forward to is definitely not staying in our little house office, but really getting out there and meeting as many real estate agents passionate about this or in the old home trades that we can learn as much from. Because I mean, real estate agents have so much home history too. I mean, their heads are just filled with knowledge and have all of this old information data. So it's really about making those connections, seeing what would be most helpful for real estate agents and anyone passionate about their next big purchase for an old home or one that they're selling and really figuring out how we can make everyone's life better, easier, and more transparent in the home industry. Yeah, for sure. What is the best way to reach out to you guys to get in touch? You know, if you're a realtor, if you're someone, you know, looking to share that home history, how can we reach out to you and learn more? Yeah, reach out to me directly. My email is amanda.zelke at housenovel.com. And I know that my last name is impossible. So and I totally butchered it earlier. I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it is impossible. <laughs> There's like a million syllables. So uh, in case you're listening, it's spelled Z as in zebra, I-E-L-I-K-E. There you go. Reach out to Amanda, share your stories, check out the House Novel website. It's it's truly a rabbit hole you can you can go down and spend a lot of time on and learn really cool stuff. 
about homes in our area. So Amanda, this was so fantastic. Thank you again for being a part on the show. Congratulations on your business. I hope nothing but the best for you guys and for this such an important initiative. So thank you so much again, and I wish you the best in the future. Thank you so much, Allison. This was such a great time. And to all of our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.